at us! We've got a special episode for you guys today. It just so happens that we were able to get the entirety of Venice for this episode. How did we rent this on a budget of zero dollars? Don't worry about it. Devin knows a guy. So so yeah, we're we're chilling. We're we're in our own little gondola right now, and uh, and we're gonna just we're gonna do the cast. So uh, thank you for joining us. <clears throat> After chasing some type of frog human, the gang end up almost getting hit by something called a sea train. They're told it's the only one in the world, and even meet the drunken conductor, Kokoro. Kokoro explains that the city they're headed towards is none other than Water 7, home of the, the world's greatest shipwrights, the City of Water. Confused at first, the group realize that she meant when they finally arrive, its very shape is that of a fountain. The streets run like rivers, and the citizens use animals called bulls to travel around. After exchanging their gold for 300 million berries, Nami, Usopp, and Luffy head to find Iceberg, the guy they were told about. When they finally talk to Iceberg, Usopp looks around and notices the, notices the money's missing. Off in the distance, he sees some goons getting away with two-thirds of the money. Will they get the money back? Find out next week, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got, uh, we got a, the introduction to Water 7. Uh, opening thoughts, opening comments? Solid meh. Solid meh? Did you just say a solid meh? Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I don't buy this for a fucking minute. He's, he's doing this on purpose to spite me. He knows this is probably one of my favorite parts of One Piece, and he knows I got something writing on this related to him. Maybe if I wasn't hyped, I'd have a better opinion. Well, I mean, I hyped it up the day last night. Last night, yeah. Okay, last well, night. I would also so, argue uh, that hype should never dictate your opinion on something, regardless of if you have expectations on it or not. You should be judging it yeah, based on sheep. the way it's been presented to you as a whole, based on what you saw. Well, for me, it's like we like because we watched that movie and everything like that, like in seeing like this world is an ocean your world with a bunch of islands. To me, it's like okay, so a port city that has a bunch of river rivers going through it. Woo! Like. Show me something new. Like, show me something exciting. Like, this is literally just Venice, but instead of gondolas, they have those weird seahorse things. What? Does, does Venice look like a fountain? Venice I'm does not, saying, not okay, look like I'm a not fountain. saying word for word, but when you're in, when you're in, when they're going through the city, it looks just like Venice. And so for me, it's Fair. like, like, so like, sure, from like a mile away looking at it, it's like, ooh, look at that water fountain. That's pretty. I'm not denying that. But I'm saying we, we experience the story in the city. And when we're in the city, it's not like a spectacle. It's just Venice with weirder anime, one piece logic rules to it. It, it, it feels like you could literally if you had removed those elements, you would think that these characters are in Venice minus like the certain features such as like they're. I don't understand this argument because we like even we were in the sky in a sky island, but we spent a large portion of that time in a forest. You can get a forest fucking anywhere. I'm not saying that the show is perfect because it definitely has its flaws. <laughs> right. But you're, you're arguing about uniqueness when, and then narrowing it down to when they're walking around inside the thing the, you, the inside the unique thing. It looks plain. But that's the thing. It, and that's when, I, everywhere. when I see or picture One Piece, I don't see plain. I don't see it being like, for example, what made that forest one unique was the fact that everything was gigantic to the a ridiculous degree. There was dinosaurs running around and shit. That was wild. This is just a town in a city or in a world where water is like everywhere. It's not unique. But like there's things that happen in the show. There, this, this, these episodes that were interesting where they 
amazing not necessarily like so the, the subplot elements we'll get to later but overall these episodes it was like okay this is a lot of build up and setup and like there's some cool things in there like there's one specific thing like uh for example since we're talking about the city the elevators that that, that actually interested me because they use actual logic and actual physics for how we do things in our world like in panama for you know going from level or like different water levels in general that was cool i liked that yeah, so uh, I'll interject. Uh, I don't know what he's on about. I love the shit out of these episodes because we get to see <laughs> yeah, a brand new spot. Boy. And I honestly feel like the best part about these these three episodes for Water 7, Water 7 actually, uh, for, for me personally, uh, does a very nice thing when they start to, uh, I guess, showcase all of the weird uh, like side characters throughout the town. I feel like the best part of the first two episodes that we watched is we don't actually see... You know, it doesn't center around the straws as much as it centers around how they're interacting with all these random ass side characters that they're like interjecting with. And I love that when I when I think of like a brand new location that I come into, like in a and d setting or something like that. I want to know what are how are my characters interacting with the with with the surroundings we got half the party who's going to turn in the gold you got some part some of the party that's going to get some groceries and what's like the nonsense that's happening in between with with all these yagadas or bulls or whatever you want to call them that are like, you know, slooping around the city and they got water slides everywhere. And all these yagadas also have their own little personalities the whole time that uh, they're going through and they're seeing like, oh, well, they go to a street vendor and you see that in water seven, all of the water meat happens to literally look, chew and taste just like it's moistened meat. And it's one of the the true tri- or the 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 the, the, what, the pride of the city or whatever. That shit makes and, no sense, to be honest. Right. It, it, it does it make sense. Absolutely not. I want to make a comment on that about the people, though, because it's like. When I was watching these episodes, like, sure, like, I, I understand now, like, after watching these episodes that those were intended to be like, oh, these people are just very friendly. But when I first saw them after, you know, everything, I, I just kept getting a different, like, vibe from them where it's like, oh, everyone's nice. And that doesn't make sense. Whoa, hold on a sec. What do you pirates think you're doing here in town? Are you not looking to plunder now, are you? No, we just want to get our ship prepared. You just ask that like it's no big deal. In that case, there's a little cape just ahead of here. Anchor your ship over there for now. Okay. I don't know. Something just seemed too artificial about the people to me that it felt. No, I, I, I felt a similar thing like very briefly when you start getting like multiple random people going like, hey, what's up? Hey, like they're help. They're actively helping pirates and generally pirates are the bad guys in this world and they're. You know, they they first they first drive up in their boat, and somebody happens to see them, and goes like, "Oh, uh, pirates probably shouldn't be driving up to the main gate here. Why don't you go around this back street?" And then they get to the back street, and the guy, another guy, is like, "Oh, you got to get here. Well, don't go that way. That's bad too. Go this way instead." They were like, "Business or plunder? Which will you?" Yeah, like, like as long as you're not an <laughs> asshole, like we're good here. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. They just want to know what's what's going on because they're not idiots. When they see a Jolly Roger, they're like, hmm, this is only going to go one of two ways. Like, where where are you on that spectrum? <laughs> uh, there was one thing in particular I was looking forward to seeing eventually, and I'm glad we I'm glad we got it in these first three episodes of the arc. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. remember when the when like we first got to the new animation style and there was the new OP, and I watched it. There were a few things that caught my eye. Of course, Afro Luffy is one of them. 
the other thing that really caught my eye in the OP specifically was free running Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the fact that we got parkour Pinocchio in these episodes made me really happy. <laughs> All right. Christian's bar could probably not be any lower. <laughs> wow. Christian's like he's like a kindergartner who just came in the teachers asking him like oh how did you like your uh how'd you like recess and he was like I played on the swings it was nice <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> they weren't squeaky or anything they were nice and greased up I feel like the squeak gives them a charm I, I just want to say I just want to say that one I appreciate uh Christian's uh perspective or enjoyment uh of you know the scene and that he found his little favorite intro bit or whatever early on i'm just a little upset that he does not refer to kaku as usopp number two as he rightly should be no no no, it's not usopp number two it's just usopp no he is usopp now yeah he's literally just usopp until until proven otherwise we we, (laughs) in fact we we need to get back to the beginning because we're jumping out of order because we i think you guys wanted to mention something about the sea train well, no, no, we 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 can talk about Kaku. Uh, Kaku was uh, we we can go wherever the hell we want. I don't know. This this is our this is already it's wherever. our show. It's already off the rails. Who the fuck cares? We're in Venice. There are no rules. <laughs> uh, off the rails. We, you know, we, this nice. this dude Kaku is uh what what he's like a shipwright of Galley La, correct? Which is owned yes. by uh, Iceberg. Yeah, and and Kaku uh to de- to describe the ka- uh, Kaku to the to the listeners, he literally is he's just a little bit taller than the rest of the gang. Uh, has a hat on all the time, but the most prominent feature, of course, is the fact that he has an Usopp nose, but instead of it being rounded, it's square. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The result of years of genetic engineering. Speaking of genetic engineering, I did make a <laughs> note specific to that. I made an observation. I wonder if you guys had this, a similar one. It's the scene when he runs to the ship, you know, super duper fast and everything to go, you know, appraise it to see how much he has to fix on it, right? Running is a strong term, but go well, on. He, 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 well, what else was he doing? <laughs> Fucking yeeting himself. The borderline flying. And then he jumped from like halfway across the city and was ricocheting off of bell towers. <laughs> so I came up with a theory. Usopp, right? When we uh-huh. first meet him, what does he do all the time? Uh, runs and lies. He runs and lies. And he's a pretty quick runner from what we've seen in all instances of him running away. Why, well, yes. He has to be. My theory is this. The nose pierces through the air, like almost like creating an aerodynamic rift, allowing them to run faster <laughs> because the nose is that or much longer outside in front of them. That way it causes like a like a spear action through the, the wind as they're running. <laughs> the nose is an aerodynamic benefit. I mean, it, it, it is. I'm going to supplement Devin's argument here and supply uh, another long-nosed character in Arlong <laughs> with the spear who literally spear. used himself as a dart so there's cross there's cross species breeding here too somewhere along the lines I rest my case 
So we've now determined beyond a shadow of doubt that uh, log nose equals increased aerodynamic pull drag. Mm-hmm, lift? Mm-hmm. Lift. We'll call oh, it lift. Dec- decreased. Right. Okay. You, you, de- you decrease drag and, in- and increase lift. I want to say mm-hmm, lift because mm-hmm. that dude could jump a lot too. <laughs> True. <laughs> he, also, uh, he also talks funny. Uh, apparently, I don't know what, it, what his script was in the in the sub, but like in the dub, they gave him. Wait, skedaddle like how? On a Yagata or what? <laughs> I thought we were trying to save time. <laughs> if you folks can hang tight for ten minutes, I should be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Just ten minutes? That's right. Or your money back. They have that bit in this in the sub where they're like, "You talk like an old man," and when he said that, I was like, "I don't." What? What are you talking about? I don't know. What, what, what are you on about? Like, he's, yeah, he seems I, I fine. Didn't, it, didn't, it didn't feel like anything was really out of the ordinary with his speech patterns. So Luffy has that thing. line. And I was like, I mean, maybe it, it could very well be a translation thing. Uh, so we got Kaku. We we also met. Uh, we, we talked about Iceberg. So the dude's the mayor. And he also has his like, <laughs> I guess, secretary, but also biggest fan, uh, Khalifa on the side, who is keeping track of his entire day until he gets bored and decides he doesn't wanna, and then can just turn off all of his plans at the drop of a yeah, hat. Yeah, she just immediately <laughs> goes, "All right, you don't have to do any of that anymore." Oh, and when you return to the office, there's a folder full of important documents I need your signature on. I don't wanna. Very well, then I'll cancel everything for you. Hold on, you're not serious, are you? When he said that, I immediately thought back to like whatever episode of SpongeBob it was. When I think maybe like I don't know. Anyway, but SpongeBob just like rolls over in his bed. He's like, eh, I don't feel. Oh, it's when he's uh, turned into a robot, <laughs> like and uh, Plankton's trying to make him to, or force him to make the Krabby Patty. I don't wanna. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. So that's that's that, and then apparently he also picked up a uh, a, a rodent. To be fair, it was adorable as hell. <laughs> what, what what did he name that that that? I don't that think hamster? he gave it a name. Oh wait, no, he did. He named it Tyrannosaurus Rex or something. Yeah, shit like that. it was Tyran. It was Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we got we got Tyrannosaurus is a brand new little little skin. And and, and he's talking about how he's like, I just picked it up a moment ago, and he's like, I got I got to get back and get a cage and food and water. And the, and Khalifa's like, I did all that already. I've done it already. I already ordered it I, at I, your I, house. I, I already bought all that. Uh, the, the, the hamster bed's already been made. Like the moment this dude like eyed that hamster, and Khalifa was like already writing shit down. Like, all yeah, right. she she already had the Amazon cart ready. But uh, the 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 you know the ship uh, the ship place that uh, this dude that uh, iceberg owns that Kaku's uh, uh, an employee of. You know, all those shipwrights are also like. <laughs> bonafide assholes that'll just beat the shit out of anyone that doesn't pay were they assholes though let's yeah, be honest yeah a- assholes is the wrong term here I think. i'm not i'm not calling them in there i'm not attacking their character i'm just calling them like bonafide you know bad badasses fine badasses pardon manly me. men peak human physique and uh that's our introduction to the shipwrights of uh of galley law no 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 here's my question so we have established that the straws are interested in finding a shipwright. Do, do you think we've seen him yet? Do, do, you, do you think that one of these goons are going to eventually... No. You don't think so? Because no, of photos that I have seen of later on down the line, especially because Crunchyroll literally has a photo of all the crew currently. No. Damn. Well, well, what if one of them goes through major plastic surgery? 
bro. That's a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, it, they will establish in this series that, you know, modifications to the human body will be pro- will be possible. Yeah, we've already seen it. Like, look at Lasso the gun dog. Hear, hear me out here, Devin. What if the future shipwright, even though you've seen a picture, I, I will I will uh, attest that, yes, if you've seen a picture of the crew, this 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 might not uh, sell you here. But hear me out here. What if we go full on full metal logic and it's uh, Alphonse before he got put into the new body? Eh? Eh? Seeing how the ones I saw were mostly flesh. No uh, emphasis on mostly flesh. As much as I want Kaku on the team. Not happening. As much as I vibe with Kaku spiritually, I don't, I don't know about. So that you're team. telling me that Lucci, Lucci? the heartthrob, yeah, his name's Lucci. Lucci. Uh, he had a really cool mustache beard combo going on. Not mustache, just beard. He had a hat. So, so just to re, you know, little recap. We saw Iceberg. We saw Khalifa. We saw Polly. Guy with a cigar and got goggles on his forehead. Uh, Lulu is sunglasses, cool mustache dude. Tilestone is gray beard, Hulk and monster. We saw Kaku and my personal favorite, Luchi. I'll be honest with you, Devin. Like, 100% honest with you. I only remember two of these names. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't uh, none, none of them mean anything to me except Kaku. Uh, but we haven't talked about, of course, uh, the gold that they did bring into the city and they did exchange, which was also like kind of a low key, pretty decent bit. When, after they, the, 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 I like the scene where Namio steps up. First. I forgot to mention this, but he's got a 100 million bounty on his head. Second, I don't accept the appraisal you gave us. Third, if you try to lie to us again, it'll be the last lie you ever tell. You got that? Please forgive me! After that is where it really bothered me and annoyed me, and I was just like, really? More One Piece stupid logic? <laughs> Which is when Luffy's waving the money around like a numb nuts. Well, he can't be trusted with anything. What do you mean? I'm with Devin here. They were very, they were very nonchalant with this money. They were like, "This is the greatest amount we've ever had." Nami's like, "I've never seen so much money in one place." Yeah, they were like all dancing in it. The town saying, "We have three million dollars." <laughs> and then, and then Nami goes, "No, no, no. Let's not go back to the ship. Let's go right to the place." And hopefully, hopefully we can get an appraisal. Well, she's just tr- she's just trying to be as efficient as possible. Well, I don't know about this they nonsense. It was just Luffy. Yeah, like what are, what are they gonna do about Luffy? Like he, they, their problem was inviting him to turn in the gold in the first place. That's that's my argument. Like he sh- he had no right to be a part of that team. Honestly, when they invited him, I assumed it was just like okay, either one is maybe like a captain thing, or two they need a muscle. But then he didn't even use it. He lost it anyways. Yeah, the muscle thing was kind of useless here. There's no one else who's going to do it. She doesn't... She Zoro's... If Zoro leaves the ship, if they leave Luffy on the ship instead of Zoro, there's a negative percent chance Luffy stays on the ship. And the only other person who's going <laughs> to haul around that much gold and not complain about it is Sanji. And I can assure you, Nami wants nothing to do with Sanji. <laughs> But regardless of who was carrying the gold, the, the, there was one minor purpose he served when they were in the appraisal room and Nami was like, yo, you see this face? This man's worth a uh, hundred million berries. So you fuck with him. Shit, that's the greatest argument you've made all day. I'll take it. But yeah, we got a. Uh, so at one point, some spooky dude in another mask, uh, a tall dude with a with a very deep, uh, you know, smooth voice goes like, do we know it's a dude? 
I mean, I mean it's a, it sounded fairly feminine. A mass figure is a mass figure. There is no features. All I'm saying, it's a masculine voice then. All right. Regardless, the voice is masculine. I want to take bets. What man or woman? What, what are we going with? Fuck off. <laughs> wow. So they explained the mass, by the way. The mass was there, there was a festival. Robin was like, they're talking about it because she's a sleep agent. Master eavesdropper. Yeah. They, they, they give you a little bit of lore that she's been like basically honing in her listening skills. Since she was like what, twelve or some shit. I mean, when you can make your appendages appear anywhere, it's kind of hard not to put your ears <laughs> on random shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, she never says she used her devil fruit. She no, just we just didn't really see good... her doing it. It's not hard for her to believe that she mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. He's not. Mm-hmm. He might be right. Make an ear grow on the back of someone's head. What are they going to do? Scratch? Sure. Uh, he he or she says the words uh, CP nine. Ever since I was young, I've made it a habit to keep a critical eye and ear on my environment. Oh, wow, Robin. That's cool. CP9. Poor Chopper, dude. Chopper was just having a good time out with his mom at the bookstore. You know, they called the uh, the ingredients water, water. So, like, Sanjay was buying water, water cabbages. If you go to mm-hmm. one of these restaurants, you have to go, like, can I get a water, water, water? Water, water, water. Not to not to be confused with chowder. The rada rada, rada rada rada. I like a water water coffee with two water water sugars and one water water milk. Did you say water water milk? I just can't believe that they teased all of this back in Alabast with water water Luffy. <laughs> we got there. I was waiting for somebody to make the reference. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Did we get everything? Are we good? absolutely not there's no way first of all we're we overlooked one of the fucking best scenes in all of these episodes my boy zoro just icing the frankie I don't family know about, i don't know about best scene dude he did what he always does yeah he, he zoroed them and called them called it something different it's not as cool as crab it's a different one-shot move nothing will beat crab <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing in this lifetime will ever beat the crab move <laughs> Christian, I hate to break it to you. They'll never use crab again. Stop reminding me of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, we still have like, you know, 800 we'll never more to see it again. <laughs> Christian, is, <laughs> Christian is calling that shot right now. We will never He's see not it. giving room for any hope for himself. Was that really your best scene, Justin? Uh, or are you just stretching for things to talk about? Uh, definitely stretching for things to talk about. We never really talked about the sea train. The fact that there's tracks in the ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't get back yeah, to the sea train. Yeah, they just exist there. They don't explain how the tracks exist there, really. Like, are there? Do they float? Are there really long, like the water resistance against a train and the inefficiency about that? They get the tracks from Long Long Island. Yeah, (laughs) they just have these really long supports that just stretch down to the bottom of the ocean. Wait, does that mean they have big iron or long iron? Fucking well, no, it's just iron. I mean, also, it's potential that like the the seafloor at that. Uh, portion of the tracks just like shallow so like it's not as hard things we can't justify that because we don't know how deep the sea goes yeah we're, we're gonna learn that the ocean's just been like 30 feet deep this entire time <laughs> uh i mean we don't know the logistics of the train yet i uh, maybe we visit it maybe we don't either way it's there it doesn't make <laughs> what sense. more are you looking for they said it was a steam engine no we we know about that in our real world and that the wheels have just uh, paddles on them 
to help it like push through water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think there was much more we else we need yeah, beyond that. I, I enjoyed the interaction of like all of the straw hats going like, "Whoa, what is this ship with steam coming out of it? This is crazy!" Because they don't know what trains are yet. The hunk of metal is trying to kill us. Is it a ship? No way! Something that big and heavy shouldn't even be able to float. Man, I can't wait to find out that chimney has a mantra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sh- I'm I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a thing. Chimney will have some nonsense power at some point. It'll save them all. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Chimney. Chimney's the granddaughter of the conductor. Coco. Oh, that's who we're talking about. I was like, who the hell is Chimney? Yeah, I want I want to know the name of the cat. I forget the name the cat's name. Gonbe. Gonbe is gonna be the one with the mantra, dude. Come on. <laughs> and before we learn that everyone has innate mantra, you just haven't t- tapped into it yet. All right. Uh, next week's 232 to 234. Three more eps. I like when you count them. It's nice. I'm the math guy. What can I say? Do we have quotes? I don't have anything. The the, the only quote I got would probably be like the, the interaction when they were in the uh, the auction house. Is it an I don't know what you call it. Like the, the exchange house. Sorry. The exchange house for, the bank. for all the gold. The fact that like Luffy and Usopp were like so jazzed about the initial appraisal for like 100 million. We're lugging around! You're really gonna give us that much money, mister? Play it cool, Luffy! You gotta handle these things like a professional! My, uh, my first one is when Robin and Chopper are first walking through the, uh, the town, and all of the guys are catcalling Robin. <laughs> Chopper just kind of, like, casually looks around and goes like, man... This place is full of Sanjis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this place is inhabited by Sanji. Yeah, this is this is Sanji town. And then uh and then in like the middle of 231 when Khalifa kicks the shit out of everyone in her immediate 5 meter vicinity. <laughs> uh, it it cuts to a bunch of random townsfolk who are just admiring mm. the situation. <laughs> and everyone's going like oh he's so cool she's so cool wow she's hot and then some random dude goes man i want to be kicked by her too <laughs> <laughs> same dude same <laughs> wow i won't stand here and let you insolent louts disrespect one of the world's leading ship engineers hey what's going on over there iceberg secretary just flipped out on some pirates again i wish she'd flip out on me Pardon me. I get a bit carried away from time to time. Before we move on past quotes, uh, I, I got a I got a question for the team. Do 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 we count panda masks as panda man sightings? I no, believe we went over this. I, yeah, I believe the consensus here was nah. All right, because there was panda man on like Sanji's shirt at one point too, and we said like that, that that's that's a no from you, chief. All right. Uh, what's next, Jordy? Next is grab bag. No, it's well, not. It's not though. Yeah, it is. Golden ham, you goon. I choose not to look at that because I have no nominations. Well, what about the rest of us? We got any nominations. We we could just not do one for this week. I mean, there what? you go. No, I'm not having any yeah, of this. I'm not, I'm not having this nonsense. Ditto. I was just joking, and Brendan took it too far. Right, uh, that's that's fine. All right, there there you go, listeners. These guys are standing up for you. Golden ham. I don't know what we're gonna give it. I'll, if anything, I'll give it to to Kaku because I really like the dude. That was probably my favorite part of the entire episode, watching him run through the city. I, too, like Kaku. Oh, my vote was going to be Tyrannosaurus. My only my only other uh, offering here is the Yagata Bowls. 
I was actually going to say it was between <laughs> Kaku and the Yagata Bulls because I love those guys. That's my exact two picks here. Because yeah. the, the, Yaga, the Yagata Bulls are just these snide, snarky, like, full of personality for basically no reason. <laughs> And they're just like, like, like they they have these, these dumb, hilarious moments of like, Nami's like, all right, we got to make a right here. And he like, looks back and gives her the, nah, and he just, (laughs) and bolts left and they take this fucking, like, I was reminded greatly of like, uh, in funny, we mentioned Avatar already of like bossing, say go like the, the, the cabbage sleds that run through all the, the whole city. Like, <laughs> I was reminded of that the entire time as they're just, as like Usopp and Nami freak the hell out on this wild roller coaster water slide. <laughs> ah, help me! And then, and then they get to the end, and they're in the shopping district, and Nami, like, smacks the, the Yagara, and then she realizes where they are, and she goes, oh, you meant to do this, didn't you? And he looks back with, like, tears in his eyes, but gives, him, gives her a smile, and she's like, ooh, now I feel bad. I still like Kaku better, but... I, I was willing to go all in on the Yagata Bulls if, if that was going to be any, any other person to, like, go behind me on, but that's just me. <laughs> Justin, you voted for Kaku, Down right? for Kaku. Yeah, so there you go. Kaku wiener. Can't wait till we find out these are actually uh, Nolan's descendants. Oh, man, that'll be great. It'll be a wonderful podcast episode to hear Christian and uh, Devin's reaction. There's the, uh, there's the Will of the people, and then there's the Long Nose people. Nolan's legacy. Golden Ham goes to Kaku. Go, uh, kids. Hooray. Now grab back. Recommendations today, kids. And it's Devin's turn. What? Yo, what? Uh, what? What? No, it isn't. Devin, give me a recommendation. Wow. Are you being serious? Wow. Oh, wait. What, wrong order. Wrong order. Justin, it's your turn. What? No, it's not. Oh, well, glad you, you know, said this, because I have a pretty good But it's written right there. What? Just doing me dirty like this, huh? Really out here, huh? Jordy, are you on something, or is it really somebody else's turn? Because we got Crispy written on the list. No, we, we know whose turn it is. <laughs> he's coming down from his he's high, don't doing, worry about it. Yeah, he's coming down from that high, finally. I think he's I think he's annoyed that I gave him too many pills for the boat ride. Oh, oh, right, got it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, go, we're still in Venice for this one, by the way. <laughs> don't don't ruin right. the ambiance. <clears throat> this one has a little bit of a story, so uh, go on. I'm scared already. For starters... Uh, it's an anime. It is the first time I have ever rewatched an anime. Um, no, I I don't generally like re- rewatching things because in the time that I rewatched something, I could have just watched something else and liked that and experienced something new. So I don't typically rewatch things, but I rewatched this one because mm-hmm. one day I was perusing Facebook as one does, and an article popped up. For the uh, best anime every year for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And okay. Bored Me decided that I was going to look at this list. Now, so it goes from 2000 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters except for the, the year of our Lord, 2010. Uh, yes. 
Okay. Oh, please tell me it's Steins. Not Steins. Damn it. All right, continue. It, this this list had a their winner and a runner-up. The winner of 2010 of this article's list and the winner of my first rewatch ever. I'm really hyping this up. Is a little 11 episode show mm-hmm. called The Tatami Galaxy. The Tatami Ga- Galaxy. I've never I've never heard of it. I'll be honest with you. Ditto. I feel like a whole goon. Only know about this show because Jordy told me about it a while ago. Yes, sir. Seeing it on this lit. I am in the same boat as you, Brendan. I, I didn't know anybody knew about this show. And then seeing it on <laughs> this list blew my mind. And I already liked this this show. This Tatami Galaxy is actually one of my favorite animes. Can you give a synopsis of it? I so will. That- Quickly, though, for reference, the, uh, the secondary show that was this list, uh, I believe was uh, Durarara or something, or I think... Oh, okay. In 2010. I like Durarara. At the end of this, I'll tell you what the other animes that came out in 2010 were, because I looked them up after as well. Anyway, oh. Tatami Galaxy is a uh, uh, is a kind of uh, wibbly, wobbly, timey-wimey thing, uh, where you have this freshman college student uh, mm-hmm. who goes nameless throughout the show. He chases after this, uh, as he calls it, rose-colored campus life where he tries to find love Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and by any means necessary. uh, And he does this mostly throughout the entire show by joining clubs at college. And so he thinks that he joins clubs based on the ones that he thinks would get him the girl most easily. The wibbly wobbly part comes in every episode kind of rewinds back to the moment that he's choosing a club to join in the first episode he chooses one club if i remember correctly it's the it was a tennis or it was tennis or like the video club and then the next episode he chooses it rewinds at the end of the episode and then the next episode he chooses a new club and so on and so forth for most of it until you get to the end kind of and then in the last like few episodes the whole point of like the rewinding time becomes apparent. As I explained it to Christian, it's one of those shows where nothing makes sense until you watch it all the way through. Right. The first like seven, eight episodes are set up for the final three where everything is explained and makes sense. This, this show, it's, it's not for everybody. I enjoy this because it has a, a pretty unique art style that I enjoyed a lot. The story at its core is relatively simple, but it's very enjoyable because of that. It does have uh, one particular uh, flaw that would probably be an issue for a lot of people, and it's that the protagonist's internal monologue is very fast. So uh, you kind of just have you have to read fast in order to catch everything. Yeah, if anybody's familiar with Monogatari, it, it's basically that, but a little bit faster. Yes. Hmm. They go really quick in there, especially in the first episode. They, they for some reason, decide to go insanely fast. Yeah, they double down on it episode. real hard in the first couple of episodes. And I, it, I, I've i seen plenty of people go like, I don't know if they slowed it down in later episodes or I just got used to reading fast, but it suddenly became easier. And what it is really is the, the, the protagonist doesn't have as much inner monologue in the later episodes. He only really speaks out loud. When he speaks out loud normal tempo 
inner monologue times four speed. So anyway, the, the visuals and themes uh, in this show I loved a lot. Uh, if you want any further, uh, any further incentive to watch this show, in the back half of the show, his dick becomes a character. Okay then. <laughs> this is a very interesting pick. From well, the what was it called again? It was. It was. This is the Tatami Galaxy, like Tatami Mat, that is in most Japanese homes. Gotcha, Tatami Galaxy. Got it. Yeah. If you if mm-hmm. you've got if you've got an afternoon to spare, like I said, eleven episodes. There are like throughout the show, there are constants and there are references. Uh, which is especially makes this nice as a, as my first rewatch because in earlier episodes you get allusions and references to the end of the show and stuff makes sense if you go back and rewatch it and you remember. So, uh, pretty cool, good stuff. Go watch it. Tell me if you liked it. Uh, yell at me if you didn't. I don't care. This is going to remain one of my favorites. Yeah, if if you aren't taken in in the first three episodes, you probably aren't going to like the rest. But like I said before, it makes sense all the way to the end. And towards the end, I remember Christian the first time I saw it, he was like, I was kind of hit or miss. And then the end came through and I was like, oh, what? Yeah, the the end two, three episodes really, really does, really does it. So if you stick it out, uh, you will be rewarded, I promise you. Now, the pitch is over. Uh, Quickly, I'll run through because Jordy's curious about other notable 2010 animes. Most notable of the ones that I saw, and that I knew of anyway, uh, Angel Beats, mm-hmm. premiered yeah. in 2010. Uh, Katana Gothery. Why does that one ring a bell? I don't remember that one. It's one of the mono guitars. No, it isn't. No. Katana Gothery is a story of a guy who uses no sword style sword fighting. Uh, and their search for like the 12 most powerful blades in the universe. It, it, it's a whole thing. Continue. Uh, it's a different. Yeah, it's not a Monogathry one. I had the same thought as well, but it's not. Um, High School of the Dead. A Nodami Cantabile. Uh, one of me and Jordy's personal Wait, favorites also. No, no, no Dame Cantabile, right? Sure. I don't I know. So, whatever. <laughs> no Dame. No Dame is as I've always ever referred to it, but I said the whole thing. One of me and Jordy's uh, favorites, working. Yeah, <laughs> working. It's amazing, man. You're just ruining all the recommendations out there. I am. Yeah, these are all my recommendations now. No one can use these. And to top it all off, I didn't want to put it on this list because it's a season two of a thing, but I did it for Jordy. Do it. I know what you're gonna say. It's Kion. Yeah. Kion season two premiered in 2010. So. Tatami Galaxy beat all of these things on this random comicbook.com list that I found. I feel like out of all those, though, the only one that could have stood a chance would might maybe be K-On or like Dorara. Just and Dorara only because it's a cult classic, not even because it like is that good on its own. I, I kind of get I kind after realizing all that, I kind of get why they picked it. That that one's not a sequel and it's a it's a close story, so it's it's pretty good. Yeah, so. That um, that's my story for my recommendation. 
can't believe it beat Beyblade Metal Masters. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say how much like random ass like Toei Beyblade like Yu-Gi-Oh fucking shit was out there. Here. There, there is there is some nonsense in there for sure. All right. Seems like we're done here. Cool. I can finally stretch my oh, No, please. Let's go on a boat. <laughs> <laughs>